Hello everyone, my name is Angelina Liu and I'm the visual media editor for The Sidekick. Welcome to a special edition of the podcast where we will be discussing the Grammys Awards with special guests and members of The Sidekick staff. Make sure to visit Couple Student Media and pick up a copy of Issue 5 off the racks. In this episode, we will be delving into the performances, award recipients, and red carpet looks that took place. In our first segment, I am joined with our daily news editor as we discuss the rock category. Anjali, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Anjali. In addition to being our daily news and assignment editor, I am also a massive rock fan. I love rock, rock and roll, classic rock, all of it. It's such a nice, it's such a wonderful genre. Of course. And now we will talk about the rock and roll category of the Grammys. And so let's start off. Why is rock music important to you? My dad used to pick me up every day um, from my after school program at like six o'clock and we'd drive home. And every day he would play, I think it was 104.9, which is the Boston classic rock station. And I got so used to like listening to those, like the old ACDC, the old Beatles, like everything. And over time, it just became part of me. It's like, it's such an important memory to me just listening to rock with my dad and like looking out the window of our car as we drove home. And nowadays I, I've, I keep, I've continued to listen to rock on my own. Um, because it just reminds me of those like those times with my dad and like the car and just of course that's a lovely memory to have yeah and so what were your thoughts on the nomination list this year it was really it was star-studded I I saw I saw Paul McCartney on it I saw um, ACDC I love ACDC I'm a big ACDC fan and obviously the Foo Fighters basically almost swept every single rock category they won all but one and the one that they didn't win was metal and they're not a metal band so Mm -hmm. they were up to that and were there any bands that you would hope to see be nominated there are a lot of bands out there, like a lot of people do rock and roll, and it would have been nice to see maybe best new rock artist or best emerging rock artist just to feature some of the newer people because right now the list while dominated with the greats was also a lot of bands from 20, 30 years ago that I agree. have been around for a while, have have already won a lot, have gotten their like they, they don't need any more like recognition. They get it and it's great and it's deserved. But there are definitely new and emerging artists who could have been recognized, who could have gotten that little bump, that little boost that didn't. <laughs> and I agree with you because uh, one of the more popular new bands is Greta Van Fleet and that one has been gaining a lot of traction. However, a lot of the older rock fans, I would say, have been giving them a lot of hate because they are new. And I think a lot of people like to say, like, um, rock and roll is dead or something like that. Even though, of course, that's not true. But um, with new artists like that, it's important to highlight that rock and roll is certainly not dead. Yeah, one of the big things with rock fans is that a lot of them are older and they're used to considering only the people they grew up with as rock and as true rock or pure rock and roll. But that's not true. You know, everybody is, like, the, first of all, every music has an element of rock and roll because it's such a diverse genre that, like, everybody takes inspiration from it. It's just how it works. But also, like, new artists are the new wave of rock, you know? It's, it's so important, and it's, like, equally valid. And I just... I love to see the way that the genre has evolved. Because if you look at, like, Fleetwood Mac... 
classic old rock band, not necessarily old, but like classic band, you see their work and, and then you compare it to more modern rock bands like Monoskin, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the winners of Eurovision, who I was surprised were not on the list at all. They weren't nominated for a single Grammy and I was like a little surprised and disappointed because like they were really good and they have that rock energy and they didn't get any nominations. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely a problem because a lot of rock fans are like, they're older and they're just so much more used to like the people they grew up with. But I think it's important to welcome the new wave. I agree. And I think this kind of ties into the conversation about like um, gatekeeping music. And yeah. um, Anjali Krishna wrote actually, our editor in chief, she wrote a column about, you know, Um, music and how people sometimes tend to be like oh you listen to let's say like nirvana then name five songs or else you're not really a fan and that's definitely something that's a problem um i don't think just in the rock and roll community i think everywhere that is a problem but music should be enjoyed by people of all ages everywhere Um, and it shouldn't be just limited to one certain group or one certain type of people um and yeah yeah, I love that column. It was also like all about how the classic like musicians like Elton and all of them took take like and they admire and are inspired by the newer artists like Taylor Swift and Dua Lipa and like that's what music is all about. It's all about the new people and the old people getting together, being inspired by each other, you know, making music and people like to hear that. And I just don't think there's any shame in it. And I totally agree with you. And I think a lot of people at Coppell High School most likely dabble in rock and roll. And of course, like everybody does, it's a very popular genre, but are afraid to say that because of judgment from peers or maybe even from like older adults being like, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand this yeah, genre. Like, or like, like You've never been to an ACDC concert when they were at their height, so you can't be a rock fan. Like, I don't know every genre. I don't know every song or band, or, but like, I'm still a rock fan. Yeah. I still love rock. I still listen to Boston and Blue Oyster Cult like every day. I agree. And you don't have to prove yourself just so to say that you yeah. like something. You never have to prove yourself. And that's an important conversation to have. And so the Foo Fighters swept, like you said, the rock music category. But however, um, without their drummer, Taylor Hawkins, who unfortunately passed earlier. And so what are your thoughts on this? I think that was a major loss to the rock community. A lot of, we've had a lot of major losses over the past couple of years, especially, where a lot of prominent, prolific artists have been passing away. And Taylor Hawkins passed away March 25th, just a few days before the Grammys, and he was like 50. He was like in his 50s, and so it was. It was so like it was a major blow, and I I, I know like people were shocked, people were in mourning, people were like thrown completely, and I think like it is it is such a tragedy, especially that he didn't get to like see his band win like four Grammys categories. Like that is pretty huge for anyone. Yes. I just, I don't know. It was, it was, it was really, really, really sad. We've we've had a lot of like, and when you listen to an artist's music, you sort of feel like you get to know them. So it feels yeah. like a more personal loss when you've like got someone who you've listened to for so long, like Taylor Hawkins, and who's an incredible drummer, like absolutely so talented, and just just gone like that. It's just like, 
Yeah. And the Foo Fighters were in the middle of, of a massive world tour when Taylor Hawkins passed. And the band was just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like last year. And so that is incredibly unfortunate. How do you feel about the how Grammys handled Taylor Hawkins' death tribute-wise? I think they were pretty respectful. I, I know the tribute was a little shorter, but it was, I mean, to be expected, he, he had just passed away, like, very recently, and I know how those shows work, is you need more preparation for these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think there's any one way to handle a death. I don't think that anything is ever, like, perfect. You're never going to get the perfect tribute. But... They, they, they handled it the way they could. I think, I, I think that... And I, I just... In that moment, I'm thinking, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, how hard must it be for those members of that band who have been with this guy for years, who have been friends with this guy for years, who have been drumming and playing with this guy for years, to go up there and know that he's not going to be there when they're accepting their Grammy. Like, it's just, that's the part that breaks my heart, really. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I hope wherever he is now, he's looking down and he's like, yes, I want a Grammy, and I want four Grammys, (laughs) I'm I'm doing great. Yeah, and Billie Eilish actually wore um, a shirt that had Taylor Hawkins' face on it to commemorate him, and I thought that was a lovely gesture. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, what would you like to see happen differently in the coming years of the Grammys? I'd like to see an emerging rock artist category or best new rock artist. I'd like to see more diversity in that category. I know a lot of the artists who were nominated were, I mean, can I say it, white people, Mm -hmm. and rock is like like most music rooted in black culture i'd like to see more black artists more diverse artists on that list because their contributions are so important Mm -hmm. and i'd like to see emerging artists i'd like to see some recognition for the new wave of of rock because this is going to be the next classic rock like in 30 years from now when i'm like when i become my dad basically (laughs) my kid is going to be sitting in the car and they're going to be listening to like whatever whoever is play, who, the new rockers now, and they're going to be listening, and they're going to think that's classic rock right there. And they're going to be right, because it changes. The definition changes. There's no one meaning. So I'd love to see that represented in the Grammys. I'd love to see like newer bands, like Monoskin and other bands, just to, like get their, get their moment in the spotlight. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Anjali, for joining us today on this segment of the podcast. Thank you, Angelina, for inviting me. For our next segment, I will be joined with staff writer Shreya Skana and junior Elena Ramey, who is well-versed in pop music. We will be discussing the Grammys pop culture and pop music categories. I'm the sidekick staff writer Shreya Skana. And today we're joined with junior Elena Ramey. Elena, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. All right, so... Let's start off with the red carpet looks. Was there anything that really stood out to you? I really liked how uh, Dua Lipa really just honored, the same goes with Megan Thee Stallion, uh, and you'll see that eventually in the shows, how they honored Donatella Versace. I really thought that those outfits were brilliant. And I also thought that Doja Cat and SZA did not come to like, oh, they came to fight. They came so beautifully to the red carpet. They came to eat. They ate everyone up. I really enjoyed like Dua Lipa debuting a new hair color Mm -hmm. and so I thought that was really cool and show-stopping. Also, I just think that Lady Gaga embodied grace and elegance on that carpet and in her performances. I agree and you know, I hate to be that person that kind of talks like negatives, but I love Billie Eilish, but I don't know, her red carpet outfit just didn't really 
give what it was, you know, like what it wanted. I don't know. It's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I agree. For being such an iconic performer, mm-hmm. it was just not iconic. It was meh. It I could I could not remember it. And yeah. it's another full black ensemble, which we saw her wear last week at the Oscars. So it felt repetitive to say the least. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Olivia Rodrigo, she was the main character, so to speak, at the Grammys. Personally, I thought the dress was all right. I liked her jewelry and I liked the way the cut looked. I thought that for being for being a rising pop princess, it mm-hmm. was a really boring outfit. I agree. She should have she could have done so much better and it just looked like her dress did not fit because her straps were like falling off. I don't know. I just thought she could have done so much better considering she, it was her first Grammys too. And she's so stunning, but I will say like I liked the gown from the back. But from the front, it was giving kind of rats doll, but not in yeah. a great way. Mm-hmm. And now, moving on to performances. The first performance of the night, Silk Sonic. What were your thoughts? I thought that, that there was no better way to start the show. Mm-hmm. Having Silk Sonic open was just a power move. The Grammys knew what they were doing when they did that. And honestly, I thought that using the 777 song is perfect for the show being in Las Vegas. I just, everything about that performance was spot on. And the energy, I just think that Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars just always give the most positive and happy energy and it was a great way to start the show with just a positive note and like to ease everyone's tensions, especially with like being anxious about getting the awards and all of that. I agree, and with them both winning um, best song of song the year, year, of the year. And I love the presence that they had, especially when they stood up to accept the awards and oh, both yeah. of them got mm-hmm. up and did that move. I They're thought so it was, fun. It was <laughs> iconic. They're it was. so cute. And what were your thoughts on Trevor Noah hosting for, I think, the second time? Honestly, why do they keep hiring him? He's just, <laughs> he's just not entertaining. I don't know what he adds to the show. It's just, ugh, like, I just don't care for Trevor Noah at all. And I thought that he just made, like, he tried to make jokes that just weren't landing. They weren't funny. No one cared. It the just, audience didn't yeah, respond. I agree. They felt flat. Care. They felt flat. It was, it, I mean, I felt bad for him that no one really cared, but also, like, I don't care. So I don't yeah. care about what he thinks or anything. <laughs> Silence was loud. <laughs> and with, you know, the Oscars happening last week and, you know, crazy, crazy things, a lot of people were predicting that an equal amount of crazy things were going to happen at this Grammys with Kanye West being there and everything. Did y'all see anything out of the ordinary or anything that stood out to you? Not necessarily. For me, I just, I didn't, like, there wasn't any specific, like, events, like, obviously Will being slapped, or Will slapping Chris Rock, excuse me. Um, There wasn't anything crazy that was stood out like that or anything that really rocked the world like that. Um, I just thought there were just a lot of moments that were memeable, like Mm -hmm. when, um, which would be TS member, I believe it was... V, yeah, V whispering and V whispering to Olivia's ear. I think that that is going to become so iconic and used everywhere. And I'm already starting to see it on my Instagram feed. I just think that that mm-hmm. is going to change again. Definitely, and all that. But I will say, like Olivia was re- receiving a lot of hate from Armies, the BTS's fandom, because of. Um, because of the whispering, they were telling her to stay away, a lot of mean emojis. Yeah. And so do you think that she deserved all of that? No, definitely not. I never think that people deserve hate or deserve any sort of... Because whenever it's a stand, those kind of intense stand army kind of things, it is the worst. Mm -hmm. Same goes with, like, Swifties. And this is, like, kind of controversial. Swifties are very harsh, I find. true. And so... No one deserves that. No one deserves, like, death threats or just don't go to the Grammys. Like, no one deserves that. Yeah. And I just, I find that that's just not necessary. 
And to go back to BTS, um, you know, a lot of people have been calling it, I mean, time and time again, it's always, you know, hashtag scammies whenever their fave doesn't win. Mm -hmm. But especially this year, a lot of people took to Twitter and they said that BTS was again robbed from best duo performance, I believe. Top duo or group. Yes. Yes. And so do you think that was justified or, sorry, not justified, kind of like... Yeah, justified. Justified, yeah. I do agree that... I believe that BTS, not only have they been having just a lot of success in the world, not like internationally and nationally, everywhere, literally everywhere, there's a BTS stand. I believe that this year, they really worked so hard to make sure that they would at least get one Grammy, right? Like, they came out with Butter, which I believe, and I will like die on this hill, is that Butter is <laughs> one of the best songs ever created. It's perfect, perfectly pop. It is perfect for all stands everywhere. It's just like the perfect song, and then also that collaboration collaboration that they did with Megan Thee Stallion on Butter was, oh, oh, it was just, mm, I and loved it. And I just add that when they took the selfie together, oh. Megan with BTS, the yes. hot girl coach, and mm-hmm. BTS, yes. I was just, I think everybody was happy for them. Yes. And so even if they weren't able to, even if they weren't able to win the award or weren't given the award, they still were able to like enjoy the show. And being a K-pop group coming across the seas, that's still a major thing. And I think that should be celebrated. And BTS truly is paving the way. Agree. The I other agree. thing I do want to add real quick is that it is, I find it very weird why would you have someone ho- or perform in your award show to not give them an award. I feel like Agreed. that. I felt that was strange. It's very interesting to Billie me. Eilish. Billie too. Eilish. And, yes. and Justin Bieber. None of them Wait, received awards. Oh yeah, and they all not. performed. Also, I think Justin was one of the most nominated yes. of the night. I think Billie Eilish, she herself had seven nominations, and she didn't get a single one. And you know, in the past, with her being such, you know, she won like the Grammys, Grammys darling. Grammys darling, of course. What were your thoughts on her not getting anything at all? Personally, I did not love her new album, so I wasn't really upset when she didn't mm-hmm. win any win any awards. Um, but I feel like it's also important to note that I'm not the biggest Billie Eilish fan. I have always thought that she was a little bit boring and that all her songs sound the same, mm. which is true to, I feel like, true a to an valid extent, opinion to have, you know? Yes. But nonetheless, she is still very, very talented. And again, going back to why are you performing if you're not going to get an award? It just felt mm. wrong. Agreed. It feels like they're doing it for more views or yes. ratings and not necessarily to celebrate the talent. Agree. Agree. But can we just talk about BTS performance for one second? That yes. was that was something. That was something. From dancing to vocals, they gave us everything that we needed. That yes. Olivia and the beginning, that all of it that changed me. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's amazing. The entire BTS performance context. My best friend Faith Smith loves, loves, loves BTS. So I watched that performance in the span of the Grammys like seven times as we were watching it live. <laughs> and each time it just got progressively better and you could see something different each time. I thought that it was just spectacular. I loved the scene where like they go into the dance break but they're like in lasers. I thought that was so, so fun and different and cool. Like I feel like I haven't seen that on the Grammys or at least not for a really long time. Agreed. So it just added a fun aspect to the show. And on another note, album of the year, were you shocked that John Baptiste? Baptiste. Sorry, Baptiste? Yeah, because who is he? Who is John Baptiste? I literally don't know who that is. I listened to tons of music. Who is he? But I will say that his performance at the Grammys was brilliant. I really liked the aesthetics. I liked his voice. 
I just wish that we could have at least been introduced to him sooner instead of him winning an award and no one knows who he is. Like, there were other albums, I believe, that could have won it. He I was agree. against, like, a lot of big names. Very strong I think. contenders. Definitely. Yes. Like, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, Justin Bieber. Like, Sour. And I think that yeah. was the projected winner that a lot of people yes, thought definitely. Would win. And so, for me, I was a little shocked, to say the least. But who, I do want to go home right now and, like, listen to that. So, yes. I guess that was a good thing. I agree. And with Olivia Rodrigo winning Best New Artist, can we just talk about her impact on the music industry these last year, six months or so? I really find it very beautiful and both like entertaining how she has been able to not only create, become so famous out of like nothing. I mean, take away like, yeah, she was on Disney, but did anyone? I mean, yeah. And are and anyone in like our age group watch Bizarre Divark? No. no. I know some people watched High School Musical the series, but I feel like that's kind of faded away and we don't care about that as much anymore, or that's, at least that's what I have found. So for her to have this big fame and have it not only with just like our age group, but also like adults are loving it too. I think that that's very brilliant. And I love that her album was, it dived into every genre or type of music just a little bit, which I feel like is very refreshing in the music industry. I totally agree with you. I remember when Sour came out, I listened to the first song and I thought, wow, this combination of her vocals and just the music back, like, soundtrack, like, it took a hold on me. Like, Traitor, that song Mm -hmm. is so personal and I haven't even, like, really experienced what she's gone through, but I feel like with her lyrics and her storytelling ability, like, that's what... She, you know. she truly made sure that every person could relate and it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter who you are whether you've been in love you could really relate to the album and so I was I think her story is so inspiring especially because she's like another Asian woman mm-hmm. in the music industry I think that's super powerful and awe-inspiring I agree and to kind of touch on it just a little bit but best rap album was given to call me if you get lost instead of donda which i again think that donda was the projected winner for the grammys so what are your thoughts on that i mean i feel like donda did really shake the earth a little bit when it came out especially because kanye is such a big name in rap so for him to not get it was very disappointing to say the least but the other album was good. I will give that, give the album that. Mm. Yeah, I actually, I don't touch the, like, in terms of my music listening, I don't touch rap too often, but I will say I enjoyed a lot of songs on Call Me If You Get Lost, and that's really rare for me especially, so I will say I personally would have preferred, I preferred Call Me If You Get Lost over Donda, so it wasn't too groundbreaking for me that Donda did lose. And I agree with you. I don't listen to much rap. So Donda, I thought, while it did have a very big cultural impact, Call Me by, call me If You Get Lost, I thought for me that had more like difference in each song, like it had more variation and all of that. And when we're talking about rap, I do have to ask um, in terms of best rap song. So we saw a song withdraw and the category was very male dominated while there are a lot of female rappers that have been releasing music over the last year and i just want to what are your thoughts in terms of like how the category has changed and about the representation that we're seeing in its nominees i feel that we should have equal representation of not only just male or female but also our transgender non-binary everyone should be able to have that um, opportunity to be nominated for the Grammy and having that be kind of eliminated is very frustrating I have found 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. And, you know, two top songs by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, a lot of people wanted that category to go to one of them. But again, the category, very male dominated, like you said, it went to Baby Keem. And I saw that a lot of people were disappointed in that. Again, another person who were like, who the hell? is baby team yeah. as opposed to like Megan oh my god she's Megan the Stallion she's Everyone really changing her. the industry and mm -hmm. culture yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I agree and finally producer of the year was given to Jack Antonoff and I know that a lot of our favorites are produced by him so mm -hmm. thoughts on that I thought it was well deserved and agree he he deserves it more than anyone out there. He has made so ma so many albums and singles and tracks, and he just does everything for the music industry. I feel that at times he really is like the backbone of the industry mm -hmm. because where would the music industry be without Jack? I couldn't have said it any better. He really, especially for the music that I listen to, is the backbone of the music mm -hmm. industry. He's played a quintessential role for so many of my favorite albums, whether it be by Lana Del Rey, by Lord, by Taylor Swift. He is just producing for everybody, and everybody wants to work with him. Mm -hmm. And I agree, and he even has his own, you know, and I found this out most recently, which, I don't know, this might just be a little thing, but he releases music under his own name, Bleachers, and I think that's so cool that he's able to produce, like, music for Claro, for Taylor Swift, for all these people, but still be able to have that creative um, artistry to sing on his own tracks. It is very, very impressive. I... I've admired that about him is that not only can he make things for others, but he can make it for himself. It's just oh, brilliant. I couldn't see the category going to anyone else, really. Mm -hmm. And that's all that I had on my side. Trace, did you want to add anything else? Yeah, so one thing that I think was super... I think inspiring and empowering and also important for the Grammys to have done is that Ukraine tribute by tying in music and having the president, um, Mr. Zel president Zelensky speak about the universal influence of music. I thought that was kind of inspiring. And I was just wondering, what were your thoughts on that? Do you think that they handled that properly? I did uh, because I agree that music is not only the soundtrack to many lives. I feel that it is very beneficial in helping the mental health and just helping people get through very difficult times just like people of Ukraine are currently in and so having that moment to just spotlight Ukraine and what's going on in Ukraine and hearing from the president himself was just brilliant and again something that I think was very much needed and I agree and I thought having um, musical artists coming out from Ukraine people who had fled the country just like days before as mentioned in their little um, lower thirds I thought that was beautiful and inspiring and I thought they did it well and it wasn't in you know sometimes it can feel like it's like they have to do it or it's for the viewership so it's like if they don't do it oh then they seem like the Grammys you know like and I thought that it was because they wanted to benefit yes I agree thank you to all guests who joined me for the special edition Grammys episode of the podcast this is Angelina Liu signing off